Hello. Is it on me? I can't see it. It is now. Like, is I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you and I can't, it, like, it, the camera hasn't actually left you. Anyway. I think we're live. I think we are. Hmm. Yes. Wait, that's what the, that's what the live thing in the corner says. So, hey, welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. Do you come here often? You should sit down and talk about some Transformers with us. This is the uh, this is the Australian podcast. We're bringing you Transformers news from around the world because not that much Transformers news breaks in Australia. This is episode 169. We are recording live on October the 12th, 2018, late Friday night. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about another Japanese rarity hitting the mainstream. We have a wave of third-party prototypes to look at, just a small one, so it's sort of it's, it's 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 more just sort of like a swell, not a wave, uh, and um, yeah, there's a little bit of other news and some new Transformers clothing that's been announced that I've put in the show simply because I want it. Uh, all that and more is coming up after this. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is episode 169. Uh, we are recording live on October 12th, 2018. I'm Jason. Joining me uh, this week, we have Max coming to us live from Adelaide. How are you doing? Yeah, doing all right. Yeah. Good. Uh, yourself? Uh, I'm I'm doing okay. It's it's been a busy week. It's actually it's actually it's been a really busy week for me. I've seen a ton of upcoming phones, uh, which is not even my real job, but uh, it's been fun. And um, Coming to us from an undisclosed location in country Victoria, Brad, how are you doing, Brad? How do you do? <laughs> oh, I'm, um, I'm evolving slightly into a bit of a new studio setup. Hopefully by next week I can organise something a little bit better, but the hardware's working, so we're Brad, doing right Brad is his own studio series. <laughs> studio series me. Yeah. It's the price tag. <laughs> So yeah, um, look, look, I've had a, I've had a busy week. How have you been this week, Brad? Oh, it's been a massive week. I've um, just come off hot off the heels of uh, Border Dimensions here, which is um, our local convention, third year running. Um, do, you want, do you want to turn on the screen share because I do have a photo yeah, that you, right. uh, you sent earlier? Yep. We um, one of the issues we have with some of these smaller conventions is just um, only having a day to exhibit and sort of just working out what we're going to do to um you've got an hour and a half two hours max to set up before the event so you can't really go big um most of the figures were still packed away from nermania in shepherd in july but um all the fans toys dinobots are out and display masterpiece megatron ko um mp10 the um the custom mp10 we had painted up and a few other mp bots as well so we display it for board dimensions here locally and it was a fantastic day um no cosplay this time i with the job change i had no time to uh get any cosplay organized you, you, you say no cosplay but i'm fairly sure i see a, a thor costume uh, hanging on the set there i've been trying to flog that off for two years <laughs> <laughs> But it suits you so well. I know, but the biggest thing is, I I I, pur I purchased that about four years ago, right around the time I started the club, 
and <laughs> yep, zoom in, zoom in, enhance. Yeah, zoom and enhance. Oh, there we go. Like there we go. We have, <laughs> we have to. Yeah, look, why didn't you sell it to that guy? <laughs> oh. And it was one of those things like, oh, I'm going to start doing these convention tours, but then I started doing the convention tours as a club. I'm going, well, I can't really be dressed as four and hosting a TCCA table at the same time. It's sort of cross contamination or yeah, whatever yeah, else. If only someone had made a Transformers crossover figure that uh, had the, God, the Norse God of Thunder. Now, I, I raised this question. Would it be acceptable if I had the Thor outfit on and also my Prime helmet? Can I just say that the Thor outfit looks like it's um, rather form-fitting, so no. I'd yeah, it's... Absolutely, yes. <laughs> it is form-fitting. That's the main reason I haven't been able to wear it in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so so how many how many people do you think you saw at uh, Border Dimensions? Oh, I haven't got an idea of the, um, the ticket... Or how many people come in, but um, there was a few there. One one interesting thing was um, people that have grown up with Good Game on ABC or SBS. I think it's ABC. Barjo, one of the hosts from that, the the, the founding host. So I, think you mean, I think you mean Barjo. Barjo, Barjo, <laughs> Barjo. Um, I I didn't even know who he was when we were sitting there talking for about half an hour before the doors even opened, and he was going through all those figures and seeing the masterpiece soundwave there and i was sort of just tapped to about the whole ko um the difference between hasbro dakar and he was on amazon i'm guessing amazon us looking at these figures and i was pointing out yep that that one's fine that's fine that's 160 bucks that one should be fine and um he really wanted to get himself a masterpiece soundwave and i said to him be very careful because it won't stop at that but, um, yeah, no, it is kind of a gateway drug, right? Yeah, yeah. So, speaking yeah. of Soundwave, like slightly off topic, when you do these shows, do you get this thing of every second person asks about Soundwave? There's a lot of Soundwave out there, but whether it's, it's yeah. G1, even Transformers Prime Soundwave, I've had I've had 12 year old girls digging through tubs of junker parts trying to put Prime Soundwave back together again that I've had in there in bits. It's just it's weird. <laughs> I so I, I find I find because masterpiece figures uh, echo their cartoon designs a lot that uh, Prime and Soundwave are the ones where people will come up to your people will come up to your table and I'll say a couple of things. Right, one they'll they'll point point out a masterpiece figure and go, I had that when I was a kid because people misremember the size of things. Like a masterpiece figure to, a, to an adult is about the same size as like Soundwave is to a, a younger kid. And because they conflate the look of the figure in its masterpiece toy form with the look of the character in the cartoon. So, um, yeah, usually people will come up and they'll point it, often, often Optimus, and increasingly these days as we've been taking Soundwave, yeah, Soundwave is on. They're like, oh, I had that as a kid. It's like, uh, actually, you didn't, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Fans, toys, Dinobots have definitely come under that category where people see even even the MP8 Grimlock. Just, oh, there's Grimlock. I had that as a kid, and it's like, no. <laughs> the one that almost gets me is the um, Combiner Wars Devastator because it's this yep. giant Hulk. Yeah, and the G1 one is like the size, like smaller than a liter. And they go like, oh, yeah, I had that thing as a kid. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if well, it gets that was, look, it's, it's entirely possible that we're doing a disservice to all the people who come and talk talk to us about this. They're quite compass mantis and do realize that they're not talking about the same toy, but we feel like they don't. Yeah, and that really. was one thing, one funny thing that came out of it. Like, I had Devastator, I had Metroplex and Trypticon there on display. And when I was, when people were looking and going, oh, wow, that's fantastic, I said, these figures, Trypticon was only just out of release, Metroplex not. Uh, Fort Mac's not seen here. You can still get over at Maya for, I think it's down to three hundred dollars now on clearance, which <laughs> is still not worth it. But um, all, all these all these figures have been at retail release over the last five years, and you could have easily gotten. People just haven't seen it, where they probably yeah. haven't even ventured into the toy aisle at all. But no, of course not. No. And and look, if it's getting them not just coming out of the table, but getting them interested in the hobby as a whole, you know, good on them. Mm. Well, look, I, look I, I think it's it's fairly safe to say you, you had another way of like enticing the kids over to the table too, right? Like, oh. the, here's the lolly jar. It's always popular. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Parents say popular. don't touch and we say, hey, have a lollipop. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. I think uh, I think we might move on from uh, Border Dimensions. Any, any any closing thoughts? It's it's just fantastic having a convention here close. I don't have to go to Melbourne for or any further abroad. But um, that's that's it pretty much for the conventions for 2018 now. So I think next one's going to be either Comic Comic Expo in February in Melbourne or um, Supernova Melbourne and Gold Coast next year. So we'll see what happens. We uh, we're currently some TCA news. We're currently. Uh, organizing the christmas donation drive so we'll see how that goes and uh next year's convention tour will spring from that sounds good all right it's time to talk about some bot shots uh bot shots is the TC- the TCZ weekly facebook photography competition we encourage you to take your bots out of their cabinets and take them out into the great big wide world outside and take some photos um weekly winners go into the monthly draw for a prize monthly winners go into the hat for a yearly prize this week's winner is ty wait no it's not <laughs> <laughs> well it was me but um, I, i've ruled myself out <laughs> <laughs> this week's winner is alan chang now Someone's gonna have to explain what is going on in this shot. I like, think it's uh, oh, I know because Trailbreakers that's that's not funny, he's an alcoholic, you can't make fun of that. <laughs> it is seems that... a few comic uh lovers realize what the the quotation was in uh, like the post, like the photo. Well, what is the quote? I know, like, like, seriously, I don't get it. Oh. So, what, what, was was there a caption to go with this? <laughs> there was. It's uh, a trail, trail breaker, damn it. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I guess trail breaker, rest, rest or rust in peace, is, uh, <laughs> has had a bit of a night on the booze. So, yeah. Uh, cool. And which prowl is that? I think it's uh, universe classics, whatever. It does look like you don't. You don't see this guy come up very often, actually. Yeah, no, that's the um, that's the the thrilling thirty slash generations that come out. Yeah, with him and Hoist, the other deluxe ones. That, yeah, nice. It's a pair of kind of underrated figures there. Like I didn't mind them. I thought they were they were good figures. Look, a, a, a lot of the a lot of the chug line around the thrilling thirty, like 
you know, we, we have we have the ones that we like from that line, and you know, like they'll come up a lot. But if you head a little bit off the beaten track, there's quite some reward for you. Mm. He's also displaying one of his uh, TCA stubby holes he purchased from uh, Board Inventions. <laughs> one of three he purchased. <laughs> Clean to see up. Cool. And I think I, I think that must be the that must also be the um, generations trailbreaker as well. Or um, what is he in Generations? He's Trail Cutter. Uh, <laughs> <lame>. <laughs> Auto Autobot Trail Broker. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, congratulations, Alan. Well done. Sorry, I didn't get the reference, but uh, that's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure there's no. I'm sure, there's no harm, no foul. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Thy Yonder? I think this is going to be a, a theme for tonight, though, is that uh, me not getting references, because we're going to move on to the news. <laughs> Takara has released pictures of LG EX Big Powered. Now, um, these, guys, uh, these guys are re- repaints of heavy remolds of... Titans Return, um, Misfire, Twin Twist, and Overlord. Now they've done some, they've done some pretty serious work to all of these guys, um, and uh, especially to sort of Overlord's um, twin jet tank alt mode. So uh, it, it appears they've completely remolded some of that. And um, there's uh, there's another one. Uh, sorry, we're, we're, just, we're just looking at some of the. Some of the character designs up here put together. So, yeah, um, someone's going to have to explain to me Big Powered. I go, go Power uh, Rangers. I'm fairly certain that is not it. Okay, so it's... All right, what do I know about Big Powered? Um, it's a space from... So, you know Transformers Zone? Yep. Like, we, basically the very end of Japanese G1. Uh, this is from that. Uh, so, it's these three. Diatlas is... Basically, Optimus Prime in zone, and these are his bros, and they combine. <laughs> there we go. That's big. Very, very well explained. Optimus Prime and his bros. Yeah. <laughs> and they've added the, um, the Titans Return head gimmick. They have, but the, the head sculpts are quite. The head sculpts, are, I, I don't think they're the same head sculpts that we had on the original figures here. I think they've actually, they have actually bothered to redo them. This one's quite, this one's quite detailed. They all seem to be. A little more detailed than what we're used to. They do. They also have base mode as well. Yeah, which is really interesting because the two smaller figures are both deluxes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's just, they've really heavily retooled them to allow for that, which is kind of a pretty <laughs> cool touch. It brings they, back that yeah, the, they the have. Titans Retainer era gimmick. Correct. Now, so, there's, always, there's always been rumor of a possible new Star Saber. Can this come from that? Voyager leader, whatever the middle figure is, is there going to be a repaint or anything of that? Uh, being the big jet, yeah. So, given that I had to have Max explain this, <laughs> okay, I don't know. So, yeah, I guess he's a retool of the Overlord slash Sky Shadow mold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't I think really they'd go to the third time. What they can do him up as. So yeah. look, the, these guys are not going to be out until either March or May next year. So like, mm-hmm. if they were to go back for a third run and change it again, like it's not going to be until like 
end of 2019 or 2020 for it to be yeah, released. So I like I kind of I kind of don't see them going for a third one. But um, yeah. But uh, so look, there's there's been a few sort of the official uh, the official sort of they're not they're not press renders because they're actually photographs of of the toys or at least of prototypes. Um, but there will there you go. There's so there's their there's their combined mode. Now we we saw the combined mode. Oh, whoops. We saw the combined mode in prototype form at a trade show a couple of weeks ago. So um, it is it is good to see what they actually are meant to look like in colored form. And um, yeah, like it is. I, I have seen pictures of this from the cartoon, so like there is at least some. Uh, I at least have some passing familiarity with it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's strange that as messy as this looks, this is completely accurate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you the evolution of man. <laughs> Is that kind of, there is a couple you know nice touches with the combined mode like it's not just that... big guy little guy little guy like they're two smaller figures that, you know they separate out and form onto different parts of diatlas so mm-hmm. you know it's not just one uniform shape it's got a, still got a bit of streamlining to it we talked last week too about some of the hollowness and legs and fires and that sort of thing but they seem to sort of going back to that um like flywheels and that having a bit more enclosed limbs. But these are the same molds that we saw for um, Titans Return. They're, well, they're, yeah, yes, yeah, they've been heavily retooled, right, yeah. but that you know they shouldn't be heavily retooled to that point. Yeah, uh, they're definitely. You can see, you know, where these figures are coming from, but they are you know, probably more extensively retooled, and you see that car doing a very long time. The base mode that thing reminds me a lot of Revenge of the Fallen. The Fallen that. <laughs> Just triangular. Why, why did the Fallen need a base mode? <laughs> because it's a triple changer or something. <laughs> it didn't even need an old mode. But that's just... It yeah. didn't need to exist in the first place. Very good point. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ro- robot modes for... Robot modes for these guys. Look, the, oh, the paint look applications that. on these look pretty damn good. Look at that jet. The little kibble under that jet. <laughs> That is not jet kibble. That is a that tank is with a jet tank. on it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst blitzwing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till you see Starscream. <laughs> yes, it'll have some red on it. You got red on you. Because right. Okay. Uh, now, just so just a reminder, and there's the, uh, there's the Titan Masters. Just a reminder, uh, being an LGEX figure... Uh, if you want it, you're going to have to buy it from Takarotomi Mall, but it might also end up on um, it might also end up on uh, on release around Hasbro Asia. But they, they usually don't end up doing the LG EXs, EX ones. So um, find someone in Japan. I actually so I like to use Treasure Japan for purchases within Japan of this kind of thing. Um, but they will not be on um, sites like Amazon Japan or. Um, or uh, on Hobby Link Japan or anything like that. They, if you're in Japan, the only place to get it will be Takaratomi Mall. If you're not in Japan, there is a chance that it'll get offered by Hasbro Asia. Yeah, um, you, can, you can go keep, through keep like the specialist places as well, like yeah, smaller Aussie guys like Robo Toys and uh, Toybot Imports. Yeah, yeah, my yeah question so they, was, they may import some stock. My question was going to be if um, pre-orders actually go up on Amazon Japan or it's just once the video's released, it's there. Uh, well, it will not be on Amazon Japan, so no, there won't no. be any pre-orders on Amazon Japan. No. 
if you're in if you're in japan you have to get a hintakara terminal i feel like they may have just opened up pre-orders as well i can't quite recall yeah they're up around the place now yeah so let's, let's move on so uh the next uh next thing next thing in the news round this week it was it was a bit of a quiet week um so uh you will have to bear with us <laughs> flame, flame toys flame toys have done well for themselves and how they're cranking yeah. stuff right now. Like, they're actually just pumping out a stupid amount of product right now. Fl- Flame Toys appears to have been in development with several figures for quite some time, and they have they seem to have finally unleashed them on the world. So uh, their Optimus Prime and Nemesis Prime came out at New York Comic Con. Uh, if not before, but I, I think I think the Optimus may have come out before, that the Nem- but the Nemesis repaint of Optimus was apparently a convention exclusive for New York Comic Con last week. And now we have seen a few other figures, uh, a few other figures of theirs come up over the uh, over the past few months. They've got a ton, and they have a drift. And like any good third party company, uh, they are now repainting their figures. <laughs> uh, so we are looking at we are looking at a shattered glass version of drift. Now, the uh, I could um, I wonder if I can get to my shelf to get him. I don't I don't think my headphones cable will stretch quite so far, but. Um, so in generations, the shattered glass drift was a uh, a repaint of uh, well, it was a repaint of drift, who was himself a repaint of blur, and there was also an e hobby release of deadlock, which was the black uh, the black version, because drift is of course a reformed decepticon who uh, saw the error of his ways and uh, switched allegiances to to an Autobot. So uh, deadlock is his decepticon form, drift is his Autobot form, shattered glass is the universe where up is down left is right and uh everyone needs to adjust their vertical hold so uh <laughs> the autobots are the bad guys in shattered glass and so shattered glass drift uh look he's a monster <laughs> um he's a monster but uh also the flame toys version of drift looks pretty damn cool and so uh a, a flaming hot red repaint of him looks great as well yeah it's just you know with this one you get a couple more accessories like he's got the rifles and what have you I mean, granted, it's like four or five hundred bucks for a very niche item. Like shattered glass drift is not a well-known or you know very iconic thing that you necessarily want to drop all that money on. But if you've got that money, my god! There was someone else. Someone else just done a drift, didn't they? Was it MMC or someone that done a, a real? Yeah, so MMC did a uh, did a uh, an IDW comic book inspired drift. Um, as is this they, going? You know, want to do? Some of these angles aren't matching up. Is this going for the same sort of design, or is this also, something yes, different? Drift is a character that originated in the comics, so like you, you're always going to have some comic lines on him. Uh, this so the Flame Toys version of Drift has some really large shoulder pads. Yeah, and, I was going to say like, that. Drift Different. does have, like, I've actually, I've got the original Drift sitting here within reach, right? So, like, Drift does have, if you turn yep. the screen share, yeah. Right. So, like, Drift does have, um, you know, some fairly, fairly hefty shoulders here, anyway. But is um, is that is that more because that that transforms into a car where the other one might be some sort of Cybertronian mode? Or... Uh, no, I think he. I think it looks fairly much like he's he just, into a he car. He generally has these stupid shoulder pads, like even on the uh, MMC yeah. one, they're still massive. Yeah. So, um, in Generations, Drift was a repaint of Blur. Um, quite a good repaint. Quite, quite a good repaint of Blur. It worked out well for him. Um, 
and uh, yeah. So I th- I'm just trying to think if there's any other characters that were repaints of that uh, of this mold, but no, I think they're all. I think it's it's only Blur and Drift. Yeah, what did you say? Yeah, I think um, now that I've got this in hand, I'm just remembering before you rush to drop a few hundred dollars on a Flame Toys figure, I would advise <laughs> you that uh, their Drift is the same size as this Drift. It is. It is a he's very scale he's figure. very poseable though. This drift is actually del- oh you've got you've got the uh, the MMC yeah, one. So this is MMC yeah. drift, mm-hmm. and the Flame Toys one is definitely a better figure, but it's this size like four hundred bucks. Wow, look at those shoulder pads! <laughs> they're just not pointing I mean, up. I mean, they're accurate at least. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think the thing with Flame Toys is that the stuff that they are putting out. And what they have on the horizon is maybe the very best action figures ever made, like Transformers or otherwise. But uh, like they are, at, at the end of the day, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So they're, they're better than anything else coming out. I don't think anyone's got... There's very little doubt in that regard amongst most people. But the issue is how expensive they are and how much it's going <laughs> to... At this point, I'm just going to point out that uh, a few months ago, and I've been saying this for a few months, right? I do feel like there is a place in the Transformers market for something that sits above Masterpiece. Oh, yeah, certainly. And, like, I'm not going to. Maybe this is it. Yeah, and because it's also a really niche, like, small production scale. And, um, yeah, it's more of an, like, an art toy type thing, you know, like your free A's and what what have you, like, a really fancy unique thing that's generally got a lot more love put into it than most other products and a lot less of run too a lot less figures oh, being made yeah. To me, yeah yeah so yeah um just so it comes with a lot of accessories and a, a base base plate and there we go it's um it's sort of their uh <laughs> bigger antenna I have no idea what's going on with that. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like an artistic licensing. They had, it was like an exclusive accessory with um, the original one as well, just different colors this time. So that's, yeah, I, well, I, I get it. It's just, I, I suppose because Drift has always been sort of really inspired by like old fashioned super robots like Gundam and what have you. So they figure, hey, Gundam's known for its ridiculous head crests. Let's throw it on Drift. I think you're quite right. Yeah. Well, analog's been turned off, so now we need to tune digital. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Good looking bot, though. <laughs> look, he, look he, he does look good, although I think I'd probably, if I was going to buy one, I would probably buy the original Drift instead of the Shattered Glass one. Yeah, this is for completionists and people with a lot of money. Yes, mm. I, p- I prefer the red on the bot though than the white. So, yeah, if I was a, going for one, I'd go for this one. But if you don't care about the character and you just want it for you know a really cool action figure, then I feel like this works better than the original. Also, mm. you get more stuff of it. Yeah. X Transports has been um, a bunch Asleep. of bunch of <laughs> bunch of busy little beavers over the last few months, and they've come up with this. <laughs> so this is X Transbot's uh, Autobot Spike, uh, although they're calling it Autobot X. I'm not sure if they realise that 
Autobot is the trademarked term that they should be avoiding using. Probably not Spike, <laughs> but hey, it's it is Xtransbot's Autobot X. Now, um, continuing the theme of tonight's show, can someone explain this to me, please? Uh, season season two of G one, um, Spike suffered an injury of some description and was in a coma. And Will Jack, being the creator and the tinkerer he was. Um, got all the Autobots on board to uh, donate some of their spare parts, and they uh, they put together a uh, a robot for Spike's consciousness to be downloaded into. I'd like um, to highlight the fact that spare parts includes literally just Prowl's head. Yeah, it's half yeah. Prowl's head and half Prime, though. Yeah. I don't recall if it actually transformed in the episode. I don't think it did, which. Would make sense because I don't see how this could transform it transforms at all. Into a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> transforms into a hole in your wallet. Mm. So, <laughs> I, so I, I recall seeing some some photos of this last week, and I have a sneaking suspicion that it does actually transform into something, but I'm not quite sure. It's what. got enough, you know, little moving parts and stuff. And yeah, like that that forearm, those forearms split open. Um, like there's there is there's something going on. Mm. If this bigger? transforms into something coherent, I would be le- legitimately impressed. <laughs> it, yeah, I think I think it transforms into Homer Simpson's car, <laughs> just with different coloured panels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. God, I don't know what this is. Someone help me. Um, <laughs> this is season two. Like when people talk about the iconic parts of G one, they talk about season one and they talk about season three. No one mentions oh, season two. Yeah. If I'm honest, like I don't know whether a given episode is actually from season one or season two. It's pretty obvious when it's from season three, but like I can't tell. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, Autobot Spike is coming coming from his transports. Great. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So glad. Um, Maybe they can give us that crappy little bot thing from the Combaticon episode, but. Came was like the last episode of before the movie. You mean, you mean like the season finale for season two? Yeah. <laughs> Thank the you. Famously worst episode ever made. Why? What? what wait, what was it? I don't know. It just has a reputation for being incredibly bad. Brad, what was the last episode of season two? Was... You fam- you famously oh, disavowed season three, so bot. you have to know. Was that bot? Yeah, it was bot. Oh, bot. <laughs> um, from. Oh, putting me on the spot. Memory serves. Um, there's a human facility where they've created their own artificial intelligence. Um, Op- Optimus Prime decides that humans shouldn't have that power and goes and invades, uh, kills a bunch of humans, and Bot sort of sends Are you sure his... sure that's not Age of Extinction? Oh, that's KSI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but they've, 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 they've made their own... Why everyone hates Age of Extinction. Yeah, they've made their own AI, and of course, being the 80s, there's a lot of uh, tanked canine slash Doctor Who robots with gangly arms with pincers because that's bad, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> I have no idea what you've just explained to me. It's not worth explaining. It's fair enough. I I I, I, I commonly I commonly laugh at the third season of G1 as G1.2. Or G one point five, where season two is really G one point five because there's a lot of junk in there. 
But if, the thing yeah. with season three is that it narratively it leads more into Headmasters than it does continue on from previous part of G one. Well, it continues the movie on. That's the, that's the thing. It's that that's the biggest disparity between G one the movie and then what comes afterwards. So yeah, like season three is more closely linked to Japanese G one. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to move on. Mm, let's see. X-Transbots has also been at it this week uh, with an Alita 1 prototype based on Alita 1's appearance in the G1 cartoon. Uh, she, she was there for like one or two episodes, wasn't she? I was going to say the um, when the Superion aerial bots go back to Cybertron mm-hmm. time travelling, there's I think she's there with Alpha Tryon. There's, I, I feel like there's two other, two other. Well, this is this is um, this is after RC was introduced as well. But yeah, this, there were two others, and I feel like that's going to be X Transbots oh. repaints for this. Like they'll change the head sculpt, and uh, they'll have an army of uh, prehistoric G1 fembots. Well, Chromia, Chromia would have been introduced around that time as well. I, I seem to think there was a there was pre movie there was a G one episode with Prime. I feel like you're right. Yes, Prime trying to save her and either failing or whatever else, she was going to get dropped into a vat of boiling acid. Hmm. So, um, X Transports are they? Have they have they done RC yet? Uh, I don't they're, know. They're doing they probably do it. As well, yeah, uh, it, it wouldn't be much of a um a change between molds, really a head and some shoulder. shoulder. It, it, it looks like it, yeah, like it feels like it feels like all the um all the sort of G one style fembots all sort of have a fairly similar alt mode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It, it, that's basically why whenever they've been redone as figures, they've all just been repaints of each other. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a there'll be a different head sculpt, and I think there'll be a repaint. Yeah. Okay, so we're done with uh, we're done with X Transbots now. Um, this this lot this this motley crew came out this this week or last week. Uh, Final victory is a fairly new name for masterpiece style figures, right? We haven't we haven't heard heard of them before, except in that um, except you know when someone kills someone in Mortal Kombat. Like, well, that's, that's flawless victory. Flawless victory. That would have been a better name for a Transformers third-party company, right? You know, do you want do you want to get that flawless victory, Grimlock? Yeah, don't you get over here. <laughs> uh, so we are looking at a uh, we are looking at Brawn, Warpath, and Huffer done uh, sort of in masterpiece scale, masterpiece style by Final Victory, uh, the the new kids on the third-party market, and um, they're looking they're looking pretty nice. Like I kind of get a bit of a bad cube vibe off their huffer. Mm. He does he's a bit smoother. Um like he's got a bit more refined proportions than bad cubes one. Like mm. plus set design as well. Like it's yes, yes, we we sort of link to bad cube because they're the ones that have mainly done the huffer. Um <laughs> done the huffer makes it sound done like the they've, huff. done <laughs> they've done the huff. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I just the size of these next to that MMC Skylinks, and from what I've heard, that's a big figure. These he he is a big boy. These guys are pretty damn big. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see these as being a masterpiece Bumblebee size. They're 
more maybe the Datsuns or something. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, like we say masterpiece scale, but really masterpiece yeah. scale doesn't really mean much other than sort of like a fairly large detailed bot. Yeah, it's a very um, loose loose term. Yeah, I, I mean, like if, if there was in fact a scale for these and these guys being mini bots should be quite small, like like you said about the size of masterpiece Bumblebee. But really, like no one's going to make a no one's going to make these these characters at that size. So these toys are. Well, if you guys are going to do a masterpiece style um, mini bot, they're going to make it a larger figure so that they can charge more money for it, right? Mm. Now, look, looking at this, uh, I just want to. So, like, that brawn looks awesome. It does. That yeah, looks I fantastic. I don't see how it transforms. That's incredibly well made. <laughs> like, is, is another way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, you're, you're quite right. I can't say negative things about I think guys. you might find he's got quite the backpack. Is he? Yeah. It's there, but Braun's always had a backpack. Mm. So I, I can forgive that on this figure. It's like they're making use of something that's always been present. It makes me wonder if he's going to have a bit of a G1 style transformation, like he folds his legs up over each other. Because like his like his feet are fairly fully formed. They look like the fronts of like the windows of the uh, alt mode. Yeah. But then you've got wheels on either side of the calves as well. So that must open up to become the front and rear. Yeah, and in, of the vehicle mode. Yeah, he's got because he's got window uh, wheels on like the insides of his. And the outside, the outside of his left foot's the wheel as well. I think we we don't understand how this works. <laughs> so I guess it like flips around either side of the knee, and then because you can see there's a split in the thighs there, so that presumably moves out in some way to uh, I don't know. Sure, this is a it unique toy. Really creative. <laughs> It's like the unique toys movie bots. <laughs> Maybe. Unique toys movie bots, at least the lockdown, are really, really simple. Is, that, is, there, is anyone else getting an I'm going to buy these characters vibe from these guys now? Um, I wasn't going to because I was just like, oh, whatever, it's just more masterpiece mini bots, but they look so well done. Like, they do look probably... really well done. I think just um, waiting to see some reviews to see what the, the quality is like. That's going to be the only hang up. And paint. See what color they're actually going to paint them. Yeah, Warpath has sort of like chunky legs and feet, but still, it's you know noticeably, recognizably Warpath. He's got a bit of a droopy cannon on this one, but you know. Yeah. Look, I... if it works for Masterpiece Megatron, it works for older. Warpath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, like he's, he's getting a bit older. Yeah, it's quite all right. <laughs> this one doesn't look like quite as good. Like I feel like the torso is a bit too stretched out, whereas the Warpath he's generally been really stocky, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling this one quite as much. Maybe not. Maybe we just need to see a little bit more of it. But so we haven't really got, apart from War Dog, which is maybe to the wrong end of one scale. Um, Fence Toys, the only other one doing a Warpath, and that's the Masterpiece Beast size. So, no, you're quite right. Um, yeah, the, like Warpath is a character that not many uh, third parties have actually gone near. Yeah, which is so quite, a, it... quite unusual given that we have this. We have this thing in the uh, third-party industry where one character gets done and then everyone does the same character, right? I'm like moving away from that nowadays. So people just I, want to I don't, I don't think we are. Like it's just that trying to figure out what scale to do them in. With a lot of these mini-bots, like fans toys have done um, Beachcomber and Sea Spray and some of those other bots, but now they're sort of going on into Warpath in that same scale. But what what do you do? 
he, he like in some some shots from the cartoon is as big as ratchets and Einhide. So that's <laughs> <laughs> you you're doomed if you do and doomed if you don't. It's yeah, just... scale not just in G one but in Transformers in general has always been very arbitrary. Like it is mm. not consistent. Yeah. I got I, I gotta ask something something else is that I'm, I want to know here. What is this thing above it? Looks like some. I think that's like a backdrop type thing, like for photos. Yeah, look, look this this one's got like a, a building on it, but on, you can sort of see some cars on the other side. Yeah, no, this was it. Like and a... then over here, it looks like it's um, it looks like it's the uh, the G two Voyager Optimus Prime figure. It oh, maybe does. that, that might be tanker. That might that, be one that, of the, the um, third party primes. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a star screen down there. But the 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 thing is, like, all it's all pointing away. From us, it, it, whereas that it, it, middle it is, section is pointing towards us, yeah, which is it, it is because this is the shelf in the front of this cabinet, and on the other side, there's a different display. Yeah, but that zero one and gray mock ups pointing that, towards us. <laughs> no, that's that's the back of something, I think. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, some curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for final victory. I'm going to call them penultimate victory because they haven't won yet, and uh, <laughs> we don't quite know when these figures are going to come out. We'll revisit them when they get some colour. We shall. Speaking of getting some colour, uh, it did come out in the last couple of days that uh, Hasbro and Puma are going to be uh, collaborating on bringing back the Puma running system uh, shoe, which <laughs> was quite an iconic, uh, quite an iconic feature of the '80s, and it is coming back with a Transformers theme just in time for the Bumblebee movie later this year. Now, I desperately want this <laughs> are they coming are they going to come in a size above six? Oh god i hope so um <laughs> it does say that they'll be sold exclusively at Foot Locker stores i assume that's in the usa and it also has more details to be revealed do we not have Foot Locker here we do have Foot Locker, but i assume it, i assume it's going to be distributed at Foot Locker in the states who knows yeah. um it does it, it, the the press release is light on everything he says uh <laughs> the director for brand and marketing at puma that means he's always a good interview yeah. so, we, are, <laughs> we are excited to partner with hasbro oh, good good yep good. they've made billions of dollars we want to get in on that, that yep. check <laughs> now this does look like it's coming for bumblebee but that to me says grimlock it says mm. grimlock but it'll probably be bumblebee because they're not creative for these sorts of things look look the background of it looks like bumblebee as well it's like there's a bit of uh yellow and yellow and black and white going on but like that with the red highlights and stuff that says grimlock yeah, i, I want to see what the rest of it looks like yeah but red highlights are dominant gray like it's a yeah but bumblebee doesn't have that much gray either like red gray red gray and yellow that is grimlock oh yeah i'd, I'd say that as well <laughs> it was just all yellow yellow and black maybe Look, I'm hoping we get shoes that uh, evoke multiple characters. Yeah, I'll cool. I'll continue on my my thoughts on this when we get to the next article. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Also in also tonight filed under things that I would like to wear. Uh, oh, that, yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so Alpha MA One, a company that makes uh, bomber jackets. Yeah, Alpha MA1 has come out with a reversible Bumblebee jacket. Now we, I think we actually saw some, you know, we saw some sneak pics of this a few weeks ago. Now it is reversible, so on one side you've got sort of a very, a fairly, fairly understated but yellow, 
Bumblebee promo. And on the other side, you've got the G1 box artwork, which is amazing. And I'd like, I would love to wear this jacket around with that artwork showing, but I kind of feel like I'd also be happy enough to wear the Bumblebee version. It would probably be on, you know, it's a lot, um, uh, it's a lot more held back, you know, so it's, it's not as in your face, but it's still very visibly Transformers. Hmm. Yeah, we, we got, a, it wasn't this, this, it was something earlier, it might have even been Toy Fair or around the early start of the year where we started to see those models wearing G1 box art prints. Yeah, I was, trying, I, I was trying to figure out which company that was from. I know it's in one of the yeah. old run sheets, but I, I couldn't recall it. But Yeah, yeah. and it just, it just seems that all of a sudden that, that, that fabric, someone's printed a shit ton of that fabric off. And now, it's, do, you, it's, do, it's do, been... do you feel like Hasbro has recovered the high res version of this artwork, and they're now just like licensing it to everyone? Oh no, but it looks fantastic. It, no, the legacy book came out way before that, so yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But old. yeah, yeah. So it's just so, where's the shorts, where's the undies, where's the hankies? <laughs> yeah. Like it's got to be coming. So here's the so here's the the sort of center back design of the uh, the bomber jacket. Now, look, I I I really I really like the jacket. Like I like the I like the look of it. I like the like the logo, everything design. I like the fact that it's a bit of a dual promo for Bumblebee. Look, there's look, there's like Autobot logos stitched. Uh, into yeah, the look at that. That's oh, detail. That's beautiful. I'm glad the Bumblebee logos there, not sting like a bee or be arch under it. Like it's just <laughs> it's subtle. It's not yeah. over the point, but. Considering this thing's completely reversible. Now, uh, some bad news. Uh, and yeah, also, we, we did mention earlier, uh, B127 is actually how Bumblebee is referred to by Prime. That's his designation, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, some bad news is that uh, if I look at the TFW article behind this, uh, so uh, Alpha, Alpha is actually a, uh, or Alpha Industries is a Korean company, and this jacket is up for pre-order. <laughs> It is 369,000 Korean won, which uh, is apparently 325 US dollars. 2.6 billion dollars. <laughs> yes. It is, it, is a, it, is a nice, oh. it is a nice jacket. It is not $500 nice. And that, and that brings me into my points from the previous story in this. It's just how often do you buy transformers clothing and that and actually wear it you're paying more for the license i know whenever i buy an Optimus prime t-shirt for my son or something i buy it for him and normally go straight in the, the cupboard <laughs> and he doesn't wear it a lot just because it costs a lot and don't want it to wear out by repeated washes or or like that that's that's kind of right like you you if you buy something like if you, if you buy something like you know like a transformers t-shirt you tend to I only want to wear them to Transformers-related things. Yeah. Perhaps so like, I've got a few Transformers T-shirts, and I generally don't wear them places. Because I, like, I save them up for TF Nation and stuff like that. But yeah. um, I still, like this I, is, I still this, want this jacket. I know this is taken to the extreme. Like, you walk into a crowd with this on, them and Transformers collectors know what this well, is. Of Everyone's <laughs> gonna know. But it's, but it's not. It, it's not about. It's not about that. Like, I just I like it because it's cool, and like I and I I wear these kinds of jackets around anyway, just not. Not this overt with this um, artwork on it. Like, oh. Usually, my the bomber jacket I usually wear is um, just blue. This so, takes yeah. me back to um, to Gold Coast Supernova 2016, where there's a guy that had been working for about 
oh, months, 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 months on a Affleck Batman cosplay of the um, the armored Batman for BVS. And um, he put so much hard work into it. Is, is BVS how we refer to it now? Batman v Superman. <laughs> he put so much work into it. Between him putting that work into it and that convention, the movie had come out, <laughs> and all the the hatred that and whatever of it. And he he himself was not a fan of the film, the final <laughs> product. But because he put so much work into that cosplay, he still wore it proudly. Um, and, oh, that's and, kind of that's kind of the thing too, right? Like you, it's a it's a, a feat of the uh, design of his cosplay costume. Yeah, yeah but my my point, I'll, I'm getting back around to it. <laughs> you, you're paying three hundred X dollars for this, and if the Bubble Bee is a complete flop and is horrible, it's like wow, what am I? I suppose at least yeah, you can turn it inside you're, out. You're and, right. I might order it in January. <laughs> at least you can turn it well, turn inside out and just having that G1 box art print, I think it's still worth that amount. And just do, don't. do you reckon it's Alpha hedging their bets? Mm. Like, like if, the, if the movie is a flop, all the stores will just be ordered overnight to just flip the jacket inside out. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah. Yep. All right. We have a, we have a, we have a few minutes to spare, so um, I think before we before we sort of like finish talking about stuff and go to new acquisitions, because Brad and I don't have any, and I know Max does. Um, let's turn our attention to Cyberverse, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, okay. oh, it's, I love how I love how Max sounds surprised by this, like it's <laughs> like it wasn't discussed before the show. <laughs> Uh, so Transformers Cyberverse, uh, how many episodes do we have online now? I think I've watched five, possibly six. I can't quite remember. They, they, they st- run together a bit. Yes. I started watching eight before. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So we're up to about eight. Yeah, cool. So I, I'm a few episodes behind. So like, um, what do you guys think of it? The, I, I've, I've got a few thoughts on a couple of things, but like, I'd like to hear from you guys. I think it's definitely good. Like, I'm not going to say it's bad, and then there's a lot to love with it. You know, I... yeah, I don't, I don't think being different needs to be a knock on it because that's what every cartoon starts out as for the most part. They they're and rebooting. Yeah, even if it is different, it's um, it's still very heavily rooted in other Transformers media. Mm. So it has a strong foundation there. That they can just bounce off, they can sort of take that foundation and just bounce off of it and you know go into different directions, which is what they're you know, starting to get into that sort of territory now. So Bumble, Bumblebee is stranded on Earth, he can't speak again, which is annoying. Um, <laughs> Windblade has caught up with him and wants to know where the other Autobots are, and so do we because like we're kind of sick of only seeing Bumblebee and Windblade, but um. <laughs> The the show so in in the show the two of them have uh, sort of they've uh, what's the word they've lifted a Decepticon uh, jet of some kind some transport and they're using the technology in there to delve into Bumble, Bumblebee's memories which have been fragmented and damaged during some some trauma of something of his arrival on Earth and he's forgotten everything about what's going on so. Once you get into Bumblebee's memories, uh, you are having a you're having a much more sort of urgent conversation between Windblade and Bumblebee, who can now speak inside his mind mm. uh, about 
where the Autobots are, how they got here, and you get you get a lot of uh, flashbacks to things like uh, things like parts of the war on Cybertron, and um, you get the you get the sort of an emergency that happened on on board the uh, on board the Autobot ship when they were running out of energy, and all these sorts of uh, all, all these sorts of things that uh, that happened and have been um, sort of buried down in Bumblebee's memory banks, and they sort of form the adventure of the week for the for the crew. Now, how do you feel about the how do you feel about the sort of ten minute format for the episodes? It's easy to keep up with. Yeah, I see. I I quite like it. There's there's not a massive time investment required for it, and Mm. I feel like these days a lot of uh, like like a lot of kids shows, um, a lot of kids shows tend to sort of have a bit of a bit of an ADD syndrome to them and uh you know like there's lots of yelling and shouting and trying to get your attention on <laughs> xyz but i feel like being a 10 minute uh, being a 10 minute show means that kids can sit down and watch it and then just you know get up and do something else afterwards if they want to well, I, I, think... find, I, I find scheduling of it on broadcast like a 10 the 10 minute runtime is quite weird for that um but you know there's probably a few a few ads either side and one ad in the middle sort of blows it out to yeah. about 15 minutes yeah like if he pacing of it i actually think is one of its greatest strengths in that it's quite a short episode you know there's not a lot going on but we're able to cram in so much like it, the stories I don't, I don't that they tell, happens in every episode the, the stories that they tell feel like they could easily fill out you know a standard 20 minute episode of any given cartoon or tv show hmm. right but it's you know really well paced out and you know, and they do run together a bit, but they are individual stories that feel like when you're watching them, you know, irrespective of when you go back and think about them later, like when you're watching the, each episode, it's like, okay, this is a complete story beginning to end uh, within each episode. I, I, I gotta say, I don't really feel like they're very complete stories. Like, I, I think the show's obviously heavily serialized and they really expect you to watch it sort of beginning to end i i kind of feel like how how long is the series going to be it's like is it like 12 or 13 episodes or yeah something? it's not that long yeah like, i kind of feel like it's in a way it's like the machinima shows mm. where they've sort of they've gone in and made like a, a a feature length something or other and then they've chopped it into different episodes for broadcast like, yeah. like it, it is it is the it is a child of the binge generation right like they want you to sit down and watch them all one after that one after another yeah um 18 episodes long so i don't think we do have a sort of issue where we're nearing the halfway mark and we haven't really gotten towards any sort of significant plot development because but the least... central thing has been the seekers chasing bumblebee and windblade as they look for your robots but there's and then you know they look in bumblebee's mind for clues but they haven't made any progress at all like nothing that they've gone back and looked at has actually had an impact on the modern setting so yeah that, yeah that's true so, like they are they are sort of piecing together bumblebee's memories and they did find they did find an autobot transport pod or an, an evac pod um i think they went to didn't they go to like mount everest for it or something <laughs> yeah um and then it was uh, empty i think oh so, that's yeah that's episode eight i just yeah started watching that and didn't finish it <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, look, things are happening there. What about the art style? Well, I think... I think episode 
episode two or three that I'd seen where all of a sudden we've got Soundwave, Seekers, Wheeljack, and just a whole shit ton of G1 cast members all of a sudden appearing. It's, it is a different art style, but you know who the characters are. Like, it's not, it's not so much of a radical change from Cybertron to Prime. It's just, yeah, or Energon to Prime. It's just, or animated. I'm, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just going to interrupt you for a minute. I, th- I feel like the screen share needs to be turned off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're staring at this jacket off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we're, t- we're staring at the jacket while we talk about, uh, about um, <laughs> Subverse. But um, so, like, I find, I feel like there's a lot of animated DNA in the artwork mm-hmm. like, and the art design, but also, like, it's. In a, so in a way, like if you if you were to if you go from today from 2018 and you look back at animated's aesthetic, animated definitely had a style and it was it was off the beaten track for Transformers. I feel like this has animated's DNA, but it's gone even more off the beaten off the beaten track. Like there's really interesting proportions and flowing lines and designs of like you know where characters' arms sweep out and you know the way they move and um you know like sort of like even just the way prime's chest holds together and um i know brad you're one of your pet peeves with like comic designs and animated was sort of like the super slender waist on the uh on the characters as well i haven't said that you have it's, 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 you, you okay. did say it in one of the earlier earlier okay. episodes of the podcast but like i feel like so i I see, I, I see those, I see those designs on screen, and I said, like, oh yeah, yeah, like someone's gone to town with the the design of this guy. It's, you know, it sort of works, but, and I think I said this when we were, when we were looking at one of the early previews of the show. The thing that I really liked about it is that everything moves. Like these aren't characters that these aren't. This, this isn't a, a case of them like you know drawing a character with all these sweeping lines and stuff and having them sit there and move their head around while the rest of them doesn't move. It's like the characters as they're talking or they emote and their arms move and everything. It's like, I, it's, it's a form of CGI on these characters designs that um, it's designed to look like it's almost flat shaded and drawn and sort of brushed artwork even. And I, I there, look, there are, there are parts of that I think work and there are parts that I think don't, I don't particularly like Megatron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Optimus Optimus comes off well. Like in general, I find like Optimus or Megatron are the ones that win in a design battle in each generation. Like um, I found the Optimus one animated, Megatron one prime. Maybe it's Optimus's turn to win again. But um, I feel like the issue of Optimus and Megatron is that they often come across as looking kind of generic. You mean you mean sort of like based on their own designs of the past? Yeah, like they really. Actually, I think it's a problem with a lot of this show is that in going for the sort of evergreen G1 aesthetic, it hasn't really made itself out to be anything particularly special, mm. right? Because I feel like stuff like Animated or Prime would not be quite as memorable if it had just lent hard into a G1 aesthetic, right? Like the, the art style... It's, it's really hard media. to say in retrospect, though. Well, that's what I was talking about last week about sticking to G1 and doing something different, something new and having those new designs, having the artistic flair and even the characters sort of, yes, you got Cullen coming back and just doing his movie Prime, but um, Steve Bloom doing Starscream in Prime is just 
<laughs> fantastic. But mm. um, I'm yeah, I'm going back to Cyberverse. My my one single issue of Cyberverse is when B's in his mind and talking through his voice. It's great when he's back on the real world and acting like a two year old. It's just I don't I don't like it. There's quite a dichotomy with the character. Like he's, it's mm. like he's left his maturity in in his mind, not just his memories. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he wasn't just he wasn't just lost his memory. He's dumbed down as well in real life. It's just yeah. Let's let, let's talk quickly about voice acting as well. Um, so they they've sort of very specifically not gone for the traditional voices for these characters. I love Grimlock. Like Grimlock is very <laughs> very talkative and sounds hyper intelligent and that's completely not what I expect for Grimlock. I think it's great. I'm less I'm less taken so I'm less taken I I, I it's not Cullen doing prime in here, is it? No, it's a guy who they hired so he could sound like Cullen but be cheaper than Cullen. Yeah. Yeah, I, see, I, I feel like after 30 years of the franchise, I feel like the fact that they're trying to cheap out on hiring Cullen to do someone to do Prime and they get someone who just sounds like him, like, I, I, I don't like it. Yeah, there are there also, also a couple of fine other Optimus Prime voices. Like, he doesn't just have to be Peter Cullen, mm. he can be, you know, be, he can be, well, could be David Kay. David <laughs> Kay, yep. Yeah, Gary Chalk. Be, uh, Gary Chalk. Forget, <laughs> yeah. forgot the voice actors' names. But, uh, you know, he can be whoever guy wasn't animated, um, and it can work. He can be something new, mm. right? If it's if that character is still there, I don't think there's going to be much complaint. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah I that's true. They want the character. Yeah, there are a couple of specific <laughs> things that I need to talk about in terms of the voice acting. Right now, uh, <laughs> now that I'm going to say this out loud, I sound I'm going to sound really pedantic, right? But. So there's a couple of things. Uh, in one of, one of the recent episodes, it was either six or seven when they landed on the alien planet in the search for Energon. Um, there were two different pronunciations of the name of the computer. In the one episode, it was Teletran 1 or Teletron 1, depending on which character was saying it. And <laughs> that, is, that is lazy. Like that that is, feels like they literally phoned it in. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it does. It feels like it feels like the actor phoned in the uh, lines, and if they'd gone to correct them, it would have you know have them redo the the line or something. It feels like they're saving money by not having them correct it. So, Optimus Prime pronounces the computer's name on the arc as Teletron One. Wow! And, and Bumblebee pronounces it as Teletran One. And like, well, might you say potato, potato? Let's let's call the whole thing off. No, but. <laughs> Like how confusing is that? And like I, I had I did a double take. Like when it, when when Prime said Teletron One, I was like, wait, they've actually changed the name of the computer. And then like thirty <laughs> seconds later, Bumblebee's like Teletron One. I'm like, oh, no, they no. didn't lose the losses for accents. <laughs> well, so it is it is accents, and that brings me to the other thing, the the other part of it now. And this this surprised the shit out of me. The guy who's playing Megatron, um. Like, someone needs to tell him that his troops are called Decepticons, not Decepticons. <laughs> he, he keeps on, like, every... He says it all word, the time. Every fifth word or so, he, like, falls into this really heavy British accent. I know. So, I, so I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's identified it as, like, a British accent or Irish or whatever, right? But look up the voice actor. 
He's American. Wow. <laughs> I so I literally I look I literally looked him up because I thought, oh, you know, they've they've brought in a Scottish guy to play Megatron. That works really well or something. But no, he's American. It's just a weird accent for Megatron. Maybe he thinks maybe he's trying to make it a British accent, but he's not very good at it. You so may just... take our freedom, but you'll never take I don't know, whatever. And like are the, are the Decepticons gonna have a brave heart moment? Unicorns if, assemble. No, 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 no. no. Un- inspiration unicorns. That's what I said, unicorns. <laughs> wow. They're, like, they're not taking IDW inspiration on this. Like, there's there's nothing IDW in this show. There's a little bit with there's the not... Megatron and Prime Origins. No, there's not. Like, there's, there is. Have you seen, Megatron, have you seen the Megatron episode? Prime of... stuff has been done over and over again. It's like, no, only in, like, IDW and a little bit in Prime. This specific style. Ooh, sorry. Like, <laughs> have you seen? Uh, I forget which episode it was. It was called like Megatron is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> you can see my hero. Um, that's hey, I, I, I have not watched that one yet. It's yeah. like it basically. I don't know. It feels like they're is going. That, is hey. that a personal diary from Starscream? <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they sort of made it IDW, but missing all the details. If that makes any sense. So, so it's not ADW at all. No, it, it's it's there. All the plot beats are there. It's a cover like, art. I, so but I, I, they I, don't. I, I they miss like, out on the reasons why things I feel, happen. I, I feel like the trope of like Optimus Prime and Megatron knowing each other before the war, or you know, knowing each other in the early days of the war, and you know, Megatron choosing his own path. Like that's a trope. Like that is that just because it hasn't been done before in Transformers before ADW did it doesn't mean it's any less of a trope. Mm. Well, in terms of just in media in general outside yeah. of Transformers. Like, like there's always some kind of a personal connection between your good guy and your bad guy, right? Yeah. We, we used to be brothers, etc. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I like I I I would be hesitant to I would be hesitant to put that at IDW's feet and say, you know, they're doing IDW. I think it's just it's a well, I don't a think they're doing that by any means. It's much more I don't, it's like an amalgam. It's it's a little bit of Cybertron, oh. a little bit of movie, there's a little bit of everything. Mm. Hot take for Bumblebee. Starscream and Blitzwings are brothers. Blitzwing is the missing seeker. Yep. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right, look, does anyone else have any uh, any more thoughts on Cyberverse? We are, like, like I said, we're not quite halfway through yet, so... Please, God, let something happen soon. Yeah. No, just getting some of the, or not getting some of the figures in hand, but just sort of having the figures in hand at retail, some of them seem pretty good. So um, that Shockwave, especially, I want to pick that up. Has he appeared yet in the cartoon? Uh, yeah, there's a scene of in that Megatron is my hero episode. Megatron's like fighting in a gladiator arena. And of course, then, Shockwave's going to think Megatron's his hero. It's, it's Bumblebee who does because he's got amnesia. Oh, but the, until he rips but yeah, his throat. It's like they're in the in the Gladiator arena, and then Megatron like beats up a Dinobot or something, and then like Shockwave and Bumblebee high five. It's just it's a glory. High five. It's, it's, it's Megatron. No Comes out Megatron, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think on that bombshell, it might be time to end the uh, discussion on Cyberverse. So now that we've veered into Borat territory. <laughs>
you brad you and i have no new acquisitions max has got a big one what do you got max right so i'll try and make things quick for me anyone but i've finally ended the weeks long saga of slowly opening the power prime stericons and now Hello. that have... is that, that is a damn good looking combiner it's so good it's this may be the best one i don't know like it's a toss up it between is. him computron and devastator is but this, this pretty... is just it's abominous, like to a T. I mean, especially without Hungor. Hungor, Christ, crap, Mason, two ways together. Hunger as is, it, is, he a, is he a Decepticorn? <laughs> <laughs> like with him forming the center, it just comes across as like with, with the way he's sculpted and everything. It's like spot on to like how how I remember him from the Headmasters comic, and yeah, like, he's got it's this incredibly. G1 looking head sculpt there. Uh, the joints could be a little bit stronger in the hips. I was going to say, when you're holding him up before, it looked like his legs were sort of like a little bit wobbly. I mean, they, they are wobbly. Like, they'll fall out of position if you knock him, but he'll hold a pose, which is mm. more than I can say for some of the Combiner Wars figures. Yeah, most of the Combiner Wars figures, like, they were quite difficult to pose. I can't but, believe it. When I, see, when I see photos of, like, people with the Combiners, like, pulling a pose and holding a gun, I'm like, how did you, <laughs> how did you do that? How much I mean, blue tack did you use? My, mm. I've, I can't believe my Menasaur's actually posed up there. It's like, no, <laughs> it's the worst one, yeah. It, that and Bruticus. Yeah, falls apart. That and Bruticus are the worst, but... Yeah, but even... They are really good looking once you do get them posed up to have start. have perfect effects and any sort of upgrade kit for this or is it i think they have but i didn't see the point because they added in the ankle rockers for this one yeah, yeah. but they're, they're 20 feet <laughs> they're little hold them up decently well uh yeah. like the only other real issue i could point out is he doesn't have any accessories to speak of but a lot of the time in G1, Abominus was just him. Like, there's no... He's a combiner. He's well enough. <laughs> yeah, he just walks around punching things. Yeah, um, yep. He is, yeah, a, so he is the Decepticon version of Titan Maximus. Did I see knuckle dusters on those arms, on those wrists? He does have oh, yeah. spikes on him. Like, wow. <laughs> yep. So, he's, he's pretty well equipped. Yep. Uh, yeah, nice. The yeah, Prime Busters. To speak of. He's basically just your average Combiner Wars figure, but Two years later, and a little bit better. So, yeah, are these are these Australian release Terracons, or did you import them? I got them from HLJ because it was like five bucks cheaper than buying at retail. So, you, I was going to say, I was going to say, you, you look you look so much more relaxed than everyone else who's You're not um, trying to hunt an abominable well, yeah, I'm, like, I'm glad yeah. I, yeah. you know, imported them because I have never seen them. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's why everyone who's trying to assemble an abominus looks upset. I don't know if these exist in Australia. Mm. I'd advise just assuming that they don't and going through HLJ. Yes, yeah, you check five different stores and had five different zeros on <laughs> sightings. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not the greatest thing in the world for current distribution. It, it feels like Studio Series has cut into the generations distribution a bit as well. Technically, Studio Series is Generations, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like stores are going to look at listing. And go, oh, we could have this thing from thirty years ago, or we could have stuff from movies which have just recently come out. We'll order in this movie stuff. Yeah, yeah, Actually, it's entirely possible. Even though this usually sells better.
Look, that, that, look that, I feel like that's kind of it for us for the night, right? Um, mm. We covered a little bit of uh, TCDA business earlier. Um, yep. We are coming into we are, we are coming into the end run for the year, which means that it is almost uh, it is almost end of year donation drive season. When the uh, end of year donation drive does come up, I encourage you to dig deep and purchase a few tickets because whatever happens to whatever happens donation wise for the end of year donation drive does uh, color the conventions that we can attend for the following year and which table which places we can put tables. Yep, it starts in November, so we're very close to right. starting. So that's it. Um, that's it. So that, that's kind of it for club news as well. Um, we are looking to do something, something that we get together in New South Wales soon. I just need to, I need work to stop being really busy so that I can <laughs> plan it. <laughs> I'm going to try know. and put together maybe a pub and novelty movie meet up in the city for yeah, the I- guys. Yeah, I think Bumblebee movie release is going to be the next thing we're going to try and organise. Maybe even cross promote with a um a Christmas party as well. So just maybe, maybe B movie after after B movie drinks no, no, or no, something. No, it's not B movie. That's the Jerry Seinfeld one. Ah, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, that's it. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're watching the live record, thank you for checking us out. You can find all these stories more in the show notes on transformersweekly.podbean.com on the Australian Transformers Weekly Facebook page. Or if you fancy just coming along and telling us that we're wrong about things, uh, you can hit up, you can hit each of us up individually in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook. Uh, you can find the feed for the podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, and the episodes do go up on YouTube. And of course, the RSS feed link, if you need it for another podcatcher, is on the website, which is once again, transformersweekly.podbeam.com. Now, Australian Transformers Weekly is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, if you couldn't already tell. TCCA is a registered club in Victoria. We're run by volunteers who donate, donate their time and money to make the club and life better for everyone. Our goal is to connect the Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the collecting community and trying to get everyone onto one giant Facebook page. Uh, you, can find, you can find more information, including affordable yearly membership options, and show your support at transformerscca.com. Membership starts at just $5 a year. Now that is it for us, and uh, we'll be back with more Transformers news. Hopefully, hopefully more Transformers news and less Transformers apparel uh, next week. Goodbye. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you.